the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. everybody it's another algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer we got a great show for you tonight news and notes to get to and of course a great guest that will be joining me later this hour but how can you follow me very easily on twitter at algatulo instagram at gatulo g-a-double-t-u-double-l-o facebook.com slash ag craft beer cast via email at albert g at nycradio.com don't forget itunes google play just do a search for ag craft beer cast you'll find the show's On those two platforms, we are Alexa-ready as well. We're on Radio.com. We're on iHeartRadio. We're also available on the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to the uh, HoppedUpNetwork.com, and you can listen to the podcast version of this show, usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m. First off, I want to just say thank you uh, to to uh, all the folks that were listening uh, to our special broadcast last week from noon to 1 p.m. on Sunday afternoon last, uh, last Sunday. We were at Source Brewing down in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Boy, did we have a great time. And our first uh, annual home brew competition, uh, Orso Ales won with their uh, kettle sour that was brewed with blackberries and guava, uh, pink guava. Here's the cool thing about it, about that beer. So that beer is going to be canned by Source, and they're going to uh, release that sometime probably late September uh, or so. And then Patty's Ale House and Lagers, uh, which lost, um, you know, which came, he came in second, uh, Patrick Smith did. Um, his beer is Kolsch, will also be brewed by Source, but you'll only be able to get it at Source, which I think is really, uh, really cool. So uh, good news on that front. Uh, it was a great time. We had a blast. Here's the best part about it. Now, I was speaking to um, uh, both of the brewers uh, afterwards, Mike from Orso Ales, uh, Patty from, uh, from Patty's Ale House and Lagers. Um, I thought, we had all thought that Mike had brewed that beer, you know, 50, 100 times to get it perfect. It was only the second time he had ever brewed that beer. That is very impressive. Second time he takes a shot, he bring he puts it, you know, he puts it into the competition, you know, rolled the dice, and boy, uh, did he come out a winner on that one. So kudos to Mike Randisi and Orso Wales. Uh, very excited about that. And you will be you will really enjoy this beer. If you're into kettle sours, you're gonna like this beer. Uh, it's a fantastic beer. And thanks again uh, to Phil and Greg and Jeremy and all the folks from uh, Source. Uh, Carrie, uh, what a great time we've had uh, over the last several weeks judging a lot of these homebrews. We had a good, really good time. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Becky Ryman. She's the owner of Wallenpaw Pack Brewing, uh, located in Hawley, Pennsylvania, will join me. We're going to discuss this little brewery, make some great beers right near the water in this former mining town. It's an interview that I actually taped a couple of weeks ago and, and totally slipped my mind. We were doing the live broadcast from Source, so I had to push it off a week. But uh, this is great. I have very fond memories of Hawley, Pennsylvania, uh, where my grandparents lived. Uh, for a very long time. My grandfather, not so much. only got to spend about a year or two in his house before he passed away in 1978. But my grandmother was there up until, uh, oh my, uh, up until 1999. So uh, great place, uh, Holy Pennsylvania. If you haven't been there in that part of the Poconos, I do encourage that you go up there. There's some great boating. Uh, there's a, there's some good skiing, and it's a nice little uh, mining town with a couple of good breweries in there. Wallen Pack Brewing happens to be one of them. Let's dive into some news and notes here. So um, this is one that's interesting from uh, uh, the NBA basketball. You know, the, um, the, the bubble stuff uh, is, uh, is going on right now with the NBA down in Florida. Uh, and two craft breweries have created beers branded for their respective home teams. So Deschutes Brewery uh, launched Rip City Lager in partnership with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, this is um, the, uh, the craft brewery has been the presenting sponsor of the Blazers Radio Network since 2019. This September, it's going to launch this 4.8% uh, ABV lager. And then um, 
Massachusetts, Framingham, Massachusetts-based Jax Abbey Craft Loggers has announced a four-year partnership with the Boston Celtics. It includes the release of Pride and Parquet Hoppy Lager, the beer slated to be released throughout New England by early winter uh, for the start of the 2020-2021 NBA season. So uh, Deschutes will release Rip City Lager in the fall in 6, 12, and 24-packs, as well as uh, stovepipe cans, 19.2-ounce, Single-serve cans in Oregon and Washington State. The beer will also be available in Deschutes pubs in August. Rip City, of course, the Blazers' nickname. That's dating back to the team's inaugural season back in 1970. Now, the design of the can is in plaid uh, with home-and-away variants. It's a nod to longtime Blazers coach Dr. Jack Ramsey, who wore plaid blazers and coached the team to an NBA championship back in 1977. That's really cool. Um, And if... There are fans that are, will be allowed to go to the games late December um, when the, the new season, the new NBA season is going to start. The plan is to have the beer available at the Blazers home arena, uh, the Moda Center. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, meanwhile, Jack Sabby called its deal with the Celtics notable for being the first of its kind between a brewery and one of the four major Massachusetts sports teams, as well as the Celtics' first collaboration project, although Sam Adams does sponsor Boston Red Sox games. So I don't know if it's exactly... The first of its kind, but all right. Uh, Pride and Parquet checks in at 5.7% ABV. Uh, features can designs to represent home and away jerseys. Uh, the can design also pays tribute to the Celtics' a Parquet design. Uh, both announcements, of course, coinciding with the return of the NBA season in the bubble down in Florida. Um, and the beers will also follow the release of Mile High City Copper Lager. Uh, that's a collaboration between the Denver Nuggets and uh, AB InBev's owned Breckenridge Brewery. So cool stuff there. Uh, from both breweries, uh, from Deschutes, as well as from Jack's Abbey. Now, uh, let's take it back to New York for a second, because in New York City, we've had all kinds of problems during the pandemic here. Obviously, outdoor dining has been uh, the preferred option because indoor dining is not allowed. Uh, Some places in New York City have been able to open up uh, sidewalk areas or street areas to be able to do that, but a lot of businesses have not been able to do that. And so the city stepped in, and Mayor de Blasio uh, stepped in and did this City Streets program, this Open Restaurants Initiative, which allows street closures and allows restaurants to put tables out on the sidewalk or the street uh, to have outdoor dining and, and give these businesses some needed income so they can either pay their rent, uh, pay their employees, et cetera, et cetera. So Mayor de Blasio said uh, earlier this week the city's outdoor dining program will return next year in 2021, even if the coronavirus uh, is still a threat or it's not. Thousands of eateries across the Big Apple have taken part in this open restaurants initiative, which allows businesses to put tables and chairs on sidewalks and streets to give customers more space. The mayor also says the city is considering extending the program through October 31st of this year. Indoor dining, of course, Uh, still on hold due to concerns over COVID-19. So we're going to see what happens there. However, the folks from the New York City Hospitality Alliance, who we've had um, uh, uh, Andrew Regal on uh, a few weeks ago on this, sent info over to us in regards to a survey that they conducted for restaurants, bars, nightclubs, and event venues in New York City about their rent obligations during COVID. Some of their key findings include 83% of respondents did not pay their full July rent. Of the 28.6% of landlords that waived rent during the COVID-19 pandemic, only a third waived more than half the rent. And 90% of respondents did not renegotiate their lease due to the pandemic. Uh, That is a big problem. So what's going to happen? That's the big key here. They haven't paid their full July rent. They can't pay it. They're making money, but they're not making enough. Something has to give. And I think on a federal level... The federal government has to step in to help these businesses. This is going to be a big problem. And, you know, we're going to if if not, we're going to see a lot of restaurants and bars go out of business. We're also going to see a lot of landlords not being able to pay their rents and have to default to the banks. And that is not good for the recovery of the uh, economy. Um, Apparently, uh, nearly 10,000 restaurants have signed up so far for the initiative. Uh, again, as I said, it allows them to use parking spaces in front of their restaurants and dining as dining areas and to place tables on sidewalks without having to uh, get a permit for a sidewalk cafe. An estimated 80,000 laid-off restaurant workers have been hired back under the initiative. Streets around the city have been closed down to cars mostly on weekends. That gives restaurants more space to spread out. Um, the city, uh, as I mentioned, was looking into extensions on um, considering 
the possibility of year-round outdoor dining for restaurateurs interested in using blankets or heaters to brave the cold. That'll be interesting to see if that happens because, let's face it, are you going to want to sit out in, in, in a 35-degree night with a heater on you to just to have dinner outside? I don't know if I don't know I don't know if it would be enough for the expense of the restaurant for the cost to be able to put heaters out there and blankets and stuff. I don't know for that inconvenience. I don't, I don't know if restaurants are going to do that, but we'll keep you up to date on that. We'll let you know what happens. Uh, the good folks from Stone Brewing uh, released earlier in the year the Stone Buenaventura Salt and Lime Lager uh, nationwide earlier this year as part of their Stone Pilot series for 2020. But the response has been so good that they are making that Stone Buenaventura uh, Salt and Lime Lager one of their year-round offerings. I've had this beer. It's an excellent beer. It's light. It's refreshing. It's a great lager. It's definitely something for a change of pace, especially in the summertime. Uh, so if you find it uh, in stores, you should definitely pick it up if you're looking for something of that kind of uh, Corona with a kick to it. Uh, they're, they're also uh, announcing the release of their Stone Micheleta mix, uh, this is a, a mix of tomato juice, hot sauce, peppers, and spices. You can add that to the salt and lime lager. Uh, it's a 32-ounce mix. It's available for nine ninety nine plus tax and shipping uh, at shop.stonebrewing.com. It's also going to be sold in stores alongside Stone Buenaventura uh, salt and lime lager. Very cool stuff from the folks at Stone. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world, including an update from our good friends over at Ross Brewing Some big news that they announced uh, on Friday, and we're going to bring it to you here. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Dan Proft sees the teachers running the schools. The evidence on in-classroom instruction based on the assessment of the trade-offs is so overwhelmingly in favor of in-person classroom that no rational person could be opposed to it. And yet in big cities across the country, the teachers' union bosses and the politicians they control continue their protestations. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. Do you feel like there are more unanswered questions and few honest explanations about why so many of our liberties are under attack? Find out how we get back to a place of order and normalcy when you stream Morality in the 21st Century on Salem Now. Dennis Prager and Dr. Wayne Grudem confront the toughest social issues we face, and through never-before-told personal stories, you get a clear direction for a visionary future in this nation in this on-demand video special. Visit SalemNow.com to stream Morality in the 21st Century and type in the code WNYM for a 20% discount. That's SalemNow.com. You've heard all the lies about President Trump, but the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. You're listening to Al Gutulo's Craft Beer Cast, sponsored in part by Source Farmhouse Brewery. Get your handcrafted beer from none other than The Source. Think your child might have swallowed the wrong medication? Gotten into your household products? Had a reaction to a bite or a sting? Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. Save the number. Save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. It's back to school time. Whether your kids are returning to class with face masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. Back to school is expensive. So we'd like to help. Enter the back to school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 for your kids' expenses. Then we pay an additional $2,500 to your school. Go to am970theanswer.com and enter to win. That's am970theanswer.com. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com.
Hospital, Gary Clark Jr. As we come back on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. you got to listen to this cat. He knows how to play. That is cold-blooded, and that is from Gary Clark Jr.'s live uh, from North America uh, that he did a uh, live tour back in 2016. Uh, and I am trying to remember the last time I saw him as we welcome you back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Uh, you can follow me all over social media, Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at albertg at nycradio.com. We're on iTunes, Google Play, radio.com, iHeartRadio. Um, Alexa Ready, we're on the Hopped Up Network, we're on there Monday mornings, usually before 6 a.m. You can listen to the podcast version of this particular program. Now, Gary Clark Jr. is a guy I've seen a couple of times before. Saw him at the Borgata, um, with very few people in the audience, fantastic show, just tore down the house. And then I got to see Gary Clark Jr. again at the summer stage at Stone Pony, which I believe was... Well, it was definitely after my cancer, so I think it was the summer of 2017, if I if I recall correctly, was the last time I saw him. Was it 2017 or 2018? Boy, I don't remember. I do remember I was bald, though, so it had to be 2017. I'm pretty sure it was the summer of 2017. It was the last time I saw him at the summer stage at Stone Pony. In fact, I'm pretty sure, it, I, I'm almost 100% that that was the date with my best friend, Mark. And man, did we have, what a night that we had there. This one cat, he brings up on stage to play guitar. The two of them are shredding it. It was just a phenomenal night. The weather was perfect. It was like mid-60s in the summertime in August. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. This this guy is awesome. If you haven't seen him when they start doing concerts again, you have to check out Gary Clark Jr. If you're a fan of the blues, this is a guy you definitely have to check out. He is just Unbelievable. Now, coming up in uh, just under 10 minutes, Becky Ryman, the owner of Wallenpack Brewing, located in Hawley, Pennsylvania, will join me. We're going to discuss this little brewery making some great beers uh, right near the water in this former mining town. Again, that's coming up uh, just under 10 minutes uh, from now. But let's dive into some news and notes. You know, um, the coronavirus pandemic has hit a lot of people very hard, including the breweries, and a lot of small businesses have been affected. But now what we're seeing is a shortage of aluminum cans. We, you know, there have been warnings that have been going out about aluminum can shortages. A lot of breweries are saying, no, nah, we don't really have that problem. Uh, we're taking care of it, et cetera, et cetera. But now it seems from the Brewers Association that there is a problem with aluminum cans. Um, and obviously there's been a dramatic shift to aluminum cans. A lot of breweries were doing stuff in bottles, uh, but then shifting away to cans because cans are more portable. Uh, they keep the beer better now. There are a lot of different... Um, in the terms of manufacturing of aluminum cans, they're not ruining the beer. Uh, they're easier to dispose of. You don't have glass all over the floor. Aluminum, of course, to recycle, much easier to do. But now the shift in consumer and product, uh, producer preference to aluminum cans has not been limited to beer, soft drinks, seltzers, waters, coffees, kombuchas, energy drinks. All different types of segments in the beverage industry have seen a shift to cans as the preferred packaging type, including w- canned wines and cocktails. So um, all can sizes have had periods of shortage, 16-ounce, 12-ounce, slim 12-ounce, crowlers at various levels at various times. Uh, in beer, even large companies are seeing can shortage issues that are resulting in out-of-stock conditions. Can manufacturers are reported to be operating at capacity with no quick or easy way to increase production. Uh, more can, uh, can manufacturing capacity is due to come online by the, by the end of next year, but demand likely to continue to outpace supply through next year or possibly longer. So the, the can shortage could threaten the ability for some of these breweries to survive the pandemic for, for some craft brewers. Again, when you have a smaller craft brewery, you might not be able to extend your credit past a certain time to be able to pay these people. And what I'm sure that aluminum can manufacturers are selling to people who can pay their bills on time. So again, it's all a trickle-down effect. If they can't pay, the, if the brewery can't pay the supplier, the supplier is going to go to somebody else to give their cans. And if the brewer can't get its beer in cans or in glass growlers or in glass crowlers, uh, not glass, excuse me, aluminum crowlers, then that's going to be a problem. So as the pandemic continues, and there is really no evidence to suggest that we are simply going to you know, flip a switch and go back to normal 
in let's in let's say the next three months or even the end of the year. This is going to be an ongoing problem for a lot of breweries around the country, especially the smaller ones. Now, the bigger ones who have stocked up on cans, well, they're going to be okay in the short term. Long term, it again could be a problem. So we have to pay very close attention to this to see what happens here um, in terms of cans. And again, I I encourage you, uh, support those local brewers. You want to support those national guys too? Go right ahead. Um, You know, they're local, uh, excuse me, not local. If they're independently owned, I encourage you to support them. Um, I get it if you want to support a big beer purchase, but really the the local guys are the ones that need it the most. And if you can get directly to the brewery and and give them your money directly, that helps them uh, even more. And, you know, they appreciate it. You know, again, it supports jobs. When you're buying beer from a small brewer, you're not only supporting that brewer, you're supporting the people that work for the brewer, you're supporting their families, um, you're supporting everybody. And and that is a, a big deal when it comes to small business, any small business. I don't care who you go to. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to apply to beer. You go to a restaurant and support a, a local restaurant, you're putting food on those people's tables. You're keeping jobs alive. That's important. Even the dining, I get it. You know, people want to be inside and dine. But if there are restaurants that are open and have outdoor dining, get there and support them. By being outside, you're helping to keep that restaurant open. Very important. Now, our good friends, uh, John Kokoza from Ross Brewing, gave me a call about a week ago. And uh, this past Friday, they announced that they are breaking ground in Port Monmouth, uh, on the Port Monmouth side of Middletown, in Middletown, New Jersey, uh, you know, they're breaking ground. They broke ground, I guess, on Friday. They made the announcement. And they're going to be building their facility. So um, the the good news is, is they will have a brewery in place, hopefully within the next six months, depending on how quickly the construction takes place. But they've worked out a deal uh, with the folks in Middletown. They were originally supposed to open in Red Bank. They had some issues there uh, and are now going to open in Middletown on the Port Monmouth side. Uh, and wh- And John was telling me over the phone, very excited about it. In fact, we're going to get John on the program in the next couple of weeks to discuss more about this, because it's important. So they are brewing their beer right now. I believe Cypress uh, Brewing is brewing their beer, Gypsy style, and they are distributing in New York. In October, Ross will be distroing in New Jersey, which is great news. The brewery, I I would say give it four to six months before it's going to be open. But what's great about where they're building, he's got a lot of outdoor space, boats can pull up to the dock and get beer, and they are helping to set up food trucks so that there will be food options as well, plenty of parking. They've worked out a deal with the town of Middletown, and Middletown is very happy uh, to see Ross Brewing go in. So kudos to John Kokoza and his crew uh, over at Ross Brewing. In fact, we're going to have John on the show, like I said, in the next couple of weeks uh, to talk more about Ross Brewing. Our friends from Trogues Independent Brewing have announced the release of its new hazy IPA for fall called Lucky Holler. The beer joins the brewery's popular hop cycle lineup of seasonally rotating IPAs. It's inspired by the brewery's annual pilgrimage to the Pacific Northwest for hop selection. Brewers walk row after row of hops, inspecting the binds, crushing the flowers in their hands, and rubbing them until their oils fill the air. Very cool stuff. Uh, Trogues brewmaster and co-founding brother John Trogner, uh, we're going to try and get on the show uh, for next week's program uh, to talk a little bit about this beer. They're supposed to be sending me samples, so appreciate that from the folks at Trogues. Uh, love to talk about that. The last one, Nimble Giant, that they sent me was fantastic. Love that beer. Our good friends from Coronado Brewing as we shift to the West Coast here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, so if you love whales, beer, local artists, and killer deals, here's, here's what's going on with Coronado. Uh, they are not throwing their annual CBC anniversary party that, they, that everybody in the San Diego area has come to love, but they are going to celebrate 24 epic years of brewing in San Diego, California, August 14th to the 16th, they will host the CBC 24th Anniversary Promotional Weekend. It includes the release of the CBC-exclusive Gentle Giant Triple Hazy IPA, complete with a signed print by local artist Jack Stricker. In addition to the beer release, they will have a special 24% off food and beer menu, 24% off online merchandise, and a very special Instagram Live Happy Hour with Rick, uh, brewers and the CBC crew on that Friday to kick things off. So kudos to Coronado and, and 24 years of brewing. I can't wait to get back to San Diego at some point uh, and visit them along with many other breweries in the San Diego area. So kudos, guys. Would love to get a can of that Triple Hazy IPA if possible if you guys are listening. Uh, and just lo- Coronado is the beer that really started the beer cast. So uh, I-, I have a special love in my heart 
uh, for those guys. Uh, they just do a tremendous job. And then finally, uh, Stone Brewing CEO Dominic Engels has resigned from the Escondido, California headquartered craft brewery. That's according to uh, an, inter- an internal letter to staff from co-founder Steve Wagner that was obtained by Brewbound. Wagner uh, has assumed the role of interim CEO. Co-founder Greg Cook will remain as executive chairman as they search for a new CEO. No details are really um, uh, revealed as to why Dominic Engels has left. And, of course, Stone has been in the news lately with the, um, w- with the, the whole issue with Sawstone Brewing uh, out of Kentucky. So when we get more information on that, we will certainly let you know. When we come back after a short break, Becky Ryman, the owner of Wallenpopak Brewing, located in Hawley, Pennsylvania, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 79 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin says Democrats will have to explain things to the American people if they take President Trump's unemployment extension to court. On Fox News today, the Secretary of Office of the Legal Counsel looked at each of the executive orders before Trump announced them yesterday. Following a breakdown in stimulus talks, Mnuchin wants Congress to pass a bill addressing the things that they agree on with the administration. Arizona is going through a spell of record-breaking heat. The Phoenix National Weather Service tweeted today the city saw its 34th day this year with temperatures of more than 110 degrees. That beats 2011's record of 33 days. An excessive heat warning went into effect earlier today and is set to last until at least 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Last month was the hottest July in Phoenix history, with the average day reaching 99 degrees. In sports, as we check on the Nets and the Clippers, the Nets are leading the Clippers. Our last check in the fourth quarter, their score was 106-96. to Traffic delays are minor at your Hudson River crossings. GWB is moving without any delays in and out. Holland Lincoln Tunnels also a pretty good ride at this point. Once you're in the city, Harlem River Drive looks good. Westside Highway, no reported delays. There was an accident in Queens on the Belt westbound at Lefferts Boulevard. The good news is that accident has been cleared. Alternate side parking rules are in effect for Monday citywide. Meter rules are in effect on streets with more than one cleaning day posted. You must only move your car on the last day. Weather for tonight, partly cloudy with a low of around 74 degrees. Mostly sunny for tomorrow with a high near 88. And Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 92. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AM 970 The Answer. Hey, I'm not going to lie here, folks. We've all been through a tough time these last few months. And the simple pleasures in life are not so easy to come by these days. But you know what's one thing that can make being stuck at home a little bit better? It's having a delicious beer from Source Farmhouse Brewery. You've heard me talk about the Source First Annual Pro-Am Homebrew Competition. That's running all through this month of July. But you can still order yourself a great beer for pickup or delivery in New Jersey. They create handcrafted farm-to-glass ales and lagers brewed on site in true farmhouse brewery tradition. And let me tell you, they've now opened up their outdoor areas for reserved seating so you can enjoy a beer on beautiful farmland in Coltsneck, New Jersey. Just head over to beerbroadcast.com, sign up, pick your two-hour window, and you're done. It's that simple. I can personally attest to the quality of their product. They're what separates a good beer from a life-changing beer. To order beers from Source on Fridays or to reserve a spot in their beer garden outside or on their outdoor rooftop deck, check out beerbroadcast.com and sign up. It's super easy. And to learn more about the story of Source, Go to sourcebrewing.com. Joe Piscopo wakes you up at 6 a.m. Kevin McCullough takes you home at 5 p.m. Weekdays on AM 970. The answer. Pick me a town in any climb where people like a rocking time. Stay awake both day and night So everybody's feeling good and right Then for me, smack dab in the middle Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, uh, via email at albertg at nycradio.com, Google Play, iTunes, we're on radio.com, iHeart. Uh, we're all over the place. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. 
Uh, if you go over there Monday mornings before 6 a.m., you will catch the podcast version of this very radio program, and you can check it out and download it and listen to it when you feel like it. Now, my next guest is the owner and brewer of a brewery that is located in the town of Hawley, Pennsylvania. It is a place that I happen to know very well because I spent many a summer in the late 70s and 80s there at my grandparents. I went to places like Pollock's Bakery for those great uh, jelly donuts that they used to have with the uh, sugar on top. I used to spend time at Lucan's, the uh, resort that was up there. So many different places. In fact, it's where I got my first love of comic books, of all things. But that's a story for another time. They These guys have a new locale IPA that I mentioned on the show a few weeks back. For that and more information, just head over to wallenpawpackbrewingco.com. That's the website for more information. Let me welcome to the show Becky Ryman. Becky, how are you? Excellent. How are you doing today, Al? I am great. Now, how did Wallenpawpack Brewing get its start? Uh, were you a home brewer first and then uh, you know graduated up to wanting to brew beer? Or was this something you discovered, you know, you know, later in life, or somebody else was brewing and you found a love for it. How did the brewery get started? Sure. So um, I'm actually a CPA by background. So I actually come at this from a business perspective. And um, my cousin actually down in Florida started a brewery called Marker 48. They're located in Brooksville, Florida, on the west coast of Florida. Okay. And um, he had actually gotten my brother and I into home brewing, and kind of, you know, we started getting into craft beer and all the different flavors and all the different varieties and um, got really interested in it. And um, we love Wally. We're, we grew up about 20 minutes from here. And um, there was a vacant lot here that we saw that just had a lot of potential. And, um, you know, there's a big tourist population here. Yep. As you mentioned, a lot mm-hmm. of people um, spend their summers up here. So uh, we kind of found this lot and we started out big. We started out with a 20 barrel brew house, a 15,000 square foot building that we built from the ground up. So, um, we were pretty vested in it from the start, and um, eventually, you know, we kind of turned everything over. I actually am the president of the company right now and run it, and then um, I actually have a head brewer that works with me, uh, Logan Ackerley, and he does all of our day-to-day brewing, canning, planning. So um, we're actually, you know, almost three years into this now, and wow. September will be our third-year anniversary, and we've grown tremendously quick, and uh, we haven't looked back since we started. That is very cool. For those who don't know, Hawley was really a mining town very, very early on, and then has become sort of a vacation destination. I remember the last drive-in movie that I saw was in Hawley, uh, you know, down the road. You're taking six, going into Honesdale. There used to be that drive-in movie theater yeah, uh, that yep, was over yep. there. So, I, I mean, oh, my God, the memories that are come rushing back now uh, from spending time in Hawley. The locale IPA you guys brewed uh, was popular enough that you decided to can it. How have the sales been so far with it? Uh, so far, we're we're moving the product extremely fast. I think it's um, on point to be one of our fastest selling beers that we've made. Um, so we, you know, listen to our customers. A lot of them were looking for a lower calorie alternative to a lot of you know the heavy hazy IPAs that are out there, but they still wanted a lot of flavors. Mm. So um, the recipe, recipe we developed, you know, does those things. It's it's delicious. It's got lots of hop character to it, um, and you know, less of the calories and you know all the stuff that people don't want. Uh, we're talking with Becky Ryman. She is uh, one of the owners of Wall and Paw Pack Brewing, located in Hawley, Pennsylvania. Wall and Paw Pack, this is a tough one now, W-A-L-L-E-N-P-A-U-P-A-C-K, brewingco.com is the website for more information as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Becky, the pandemic, uh, the pandemic started back in March. Things were a little different in Pennsylvania than it was so much in New York and New Jersey, where a lot of things were shut down very quickly. Um, were you able to shift your business to to go orders and delivery quickly, or did it take some time to do that? Um, so we pivoted pretty quickly. Actually, it's one thing I'm really proud of my staff. We we kind of came together and uh, quickly sought some solutions and some alternatives for you know the situation we found ourselves in. And um, our brew pub actually also serves food, so we were able to come up with some pretty pretty creative concepts. Uh, we were doing take home beer dinners um, to go. You know all basically curbside pickup style. So uh, beer dinners are something we do at the brewery when we're open. And a lot of people miss that experience. So we thought it'd be something neat to bring them, um, you know, to have them have at their home. So we we did that. And then we also came up with a 14-day quarantine pack. So we actually took um, all the beers that we had canned at the time and um, we had a, a decent variety. We had some stuff in tanks, got that into cans, 
and we were selling um, packs that people could come and pick up uh, curbside. And then each day we did a video to go along with the beer that we were drinking for the day. Um, so the customers loved it. It exposed them to a lot of the, the variety that we have. Um, they found different beers that they really enjoyed that they didn't know, you know, they would have probably probably not have tried otherwise. So mm. um, we snuck in little, you know, local packets uh, for snacks in there. We did some locally made dip mixes. Uh, local coffee roastery we put some of their coffee in there too to try to support some of the other small businesses in the area and um, that was one of the things that really helped us because it helped us empty our tanks it helped, helped us empty our coolers um, and, and get beer out into people's hands that otherwise you know may have sat had we not done that now becky let me ask you because again my memory it's it's been over 20 years since i've been up in hawley now obviously uh, wall and paw pack for lake wall and paw pack which is one of the biggest man-made lakes uh in the pennsylvania region um, you do dockside delivery as well, so you, obviously your brewery is very close to the lake. So, do you do you have like a boat that goes out to drop off deliveries to people that are that have cabins or, or you know and stuff on the lake? Um, so we actually have a sister property. We actually own a, a property called Lakeside Cabins, and um, we actually have a dock there. And the brewery holds a slip, so it's right at the end of the dock. Um, people can place their order, and then we actually have a delivery van who will drive over to our dock. Um, the boat pulls into the slip, and then uh, we, you know, give uh, our customers their orders. So it's been pretty popular this summer. A lot of people who have children like it because they don't have to leave the boat to go, right. you know, get food for them and things like that. So, um, you know, so far we've been having a, a beautiful summer up here at the lake. It's been phenomenal boating weather, and, you know, it's it's been a nice service that we can offer in the midst of all this. That is very cool. We're talking with Becky Ryman, the owner of Wall & Paw Pack Brewing. They're located in Hawley, Pennsylvania. Wall & Paw Pack Brewing, dot is the website for more information as we are here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. So you're the business you're coming at this from a business perspective, Becky. As a small business, were you able to take advantage of the PPP program? Yes, we were. Yep. Um, so that was one thing we were very fortunate uh, and also helped us quite a bit, you know, during those those weeks that we were shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to, you know, use that to keep a lot of our staff working and then also to bring them back faster than we probably otherwise would have been able to. So that was definitely a you know something we were able to take advantage of that we you know definitely benefited from. And if somebody, I, I know that there are a number of breweries that are trying to open up now, and obviously in the, in the, in the midst of a pandemic, it, you know that's a, that's a tough sell for a lot of people. But uh, I want to ask from your uh, from your business perspective, if somebody is opening up a brewery right now or attempting to open up a brewery, let's say in the next six months or, the, or a year, what's the what's the one piece of advice that you could give them from a business perspective? Um, as they're preparing to open up? Um, right now, I'd say probably scrap everything you thought you were going to do and start pivoting really hard right. um, because those draft margins probably aren't going to be there for a while. And that's, you know, one of the things that really drives the business. Um, you know, to-go plans should probably be made much larger. Uh, you know, buy that crawler machine, buy that growler machine, uh, whatever it is that you need to get, you know, cans out and get products out in a you know to-go format because that's something we've definitely seen surge i think people are getting more accustomed to buying you know cans at the source versus at a distributor so um, our to-go sales in-house have really skyrocketed um in a good way so i would definitely say you know probably put aside any sort of expenses or anything you're planning to spend on in-house and um totally pivot it and put that toward to-go sound advice last question from me becky anything you have coming out uh in the next few weeks that you could share with the audience if somebody is taking a ride up uh, maybe to spend a weekend uh, up in Hawley, Pennsylvania. What do you got coming out in the next few weeks uh, that you could share with the audience? Yeah, so I am super excited because one of my favorite beers, actually probably my favorite beer that we make, is coming out um, and due to be released um, mid-August. It's our Oktoberfest lager. Um, that beer is phenomenal. Our brewer knocks it out of the park with that one. And um, we also have a Lake Hayes series beer. That'll be Oktoberfest themed coming out. Okay. Um, we, we love our lagers. We love our Lake Hayes double IPA series. Those are two beers we're, we're super proud of. So definitely, if there, it was a good time of year to come, now is when you should come because um, those two are going to be awesome. Oh, well, that's awesome. My guest has been Becky Ryman. She's the owner of Wall & Pack Brewing, located in beautiful Hawley, Pennsylvania. It's been a long time since I've been there, and I, m- I must... I think I'm going to have to take a day trip up there one of these days uh, to visit the brewery. Wall and Pawpack Brewing, co.com is the website for more information. Becky, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Anytime. And come on up and visit. We'd love to have you. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds right here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer.
Dennis Prager explains how important this election will be. If you put Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on one end of the political moral spectrum and John F. Kennedy at the other end, she's a 10, he's a 1. In terms of leftism, the Democratic Party is at 8. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. Hey, Susan, how's your daughter? Must be so tough planning a wedding during this time. It's been a challenge. We're feeling so cooped up and fear people won't want to be at a tight wedding reception. Have you thought about a private yacht? That would be beautiful and impressive. Plus, plenty of fresh air. Good idea. I'm ready to get something on the calendar to look forward to. Call Francesca at Fran's Touch of Class. She'll fill you in on the yachts and describe the delicious cuisine and all the services provided. She'll make every detail perfect. If you're planning a wedding or engagement party, a corporate event, birthday or anniversary party, bar or bat mitzvah, why not consider having it on a luxury private yacht? Let Francesca find you the yacht that's best for your event. Fully insured, Coast Guard certified and compliant with all COVID-19 protocols, she has beautiful vessels in her fleet that can accommodate from two to over a thousand, and guests can board at convenient locations throughout the metropolitan area. Call 212-385-9400, 212-385-9400, or visit franstouchofclass.com. You let him try violin because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Segment of the Alcatua Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, hope you're all doing well out there. You can follow me at all the uh, various places on social media, Facebook, Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, the Hopped Up Network. We're all over the place, iHeartRadio.com. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find me, Google Play, iTunes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we got a couple of news notes, though. To get to before we get out of here, some last-minute stuff. The folks from Alesmith Brewing uh, sent me over a release that the Anvil of Hope Brew that supports uh, for frontline workers uh, has been released. It's available at Alesmith now. It'll be available in uh, a number of places uh, coming up this week, Southern California, Illinois, Washington, Oregon, Texas, and Nevada. It's a 7.5% ABV. It's a hazy IPA with a 15 IBU. They're saying it's got intense aromas of pineapple, citrus, and tropical fruits. Uh, a light body, smooth finish, perfect for any occasion. And, of course, the proceeds of this beer is going to help Anvil of Hope, which is a nonprofit brainchild of L. Smith Brewing's owners, Peter and Vicky Zine, who are deeply committed to providing assistance to the San Diego community and beyond. They're trying to help low-income families, those who are facing homelessness, youth who are aging out of foster care, and citizens who are experiencing temporary hardships because of COVID-19. So great, a great, great cause. So the purchase of that beer We'll help those people out. They're going to be sending me a couple of samples, and we will uh, uh, definitely uh, taste those and review it uh, uh, in a future show. Trogues and the Harris Family Brewery have collaborated on the Black is Beautiful beer, which is really cool. The Harris Family Brewery in Harrisburg uh, is an African-American family that has a brewery out there, and now Trogues has partnered up with them on this limited release of Black is Beautiful. It's available now at Trogues. Uh, it is also available, obviously, at uh, Harris Family Brewery. Trogues, of course, open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Um, they used uh, corn from Pennsylvania blue cr- corn grown at Dancing Star Farm and malt locally by Deer Creek Malt House. So really cool. Uh, a great beer that was put out um, from, uh, from a brewery in San Antonio whose name escapes me right now, but it's all in support uh, of uh, the African-American community. And a lot. some of these brewers are trying to give back uh, by opening up um, internships and jobs for African Americans who want to get into beer making uh, and and have a job in the workforce 
uh, with beer. So that's really cool. Very, very cool stuff, um, you know, on that end. And speaking of which, as we dive into Suds and Duds, uh, first beer that is up happens to be the Black is Beautiful collaboration. Uh, this one was done by Three Threes Brewing out in New Jersey and South Jersey. It's it's just a really great beer. It's thick. It's boozy. It's delicious. I was really proud to support this. I hadn't been able to find it anywhere in stores. Finally saw Three Threes had their version out. I picked up a four-pack of it. Uh, really enjoyed it. Actually gave a can to my neighbor. I think I still have two cans left. I might be giving those out to people because I want people to experience this because um, a lot of places that had it were selling out of it very quickly, which is always a good thing because you're helping out the African-American community. So kudos to Three Threes. Great version of that beer. Icarus did a pound of mosaic feathers that I had on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. This is a crushable beer for 7%. A little bit of hop to it, but a real nice beer, perfect for a summer evening. Also had from Magnify. Again, Magnify is impressing me again. Uh, Trouble by design. Uh, great bite. Loving the hop. That acidic burn is not there anymore. I, again, I don't know what changed. Maybe they've cold conditioned it better. Uh, maybe there was an issue with their refrigeration system or whatever. But I was always getting an acidic burn with those beers. Not getting it now with Magnify. And pleasantly surprised. And that's good because I'll go back and try them again and again uh, You know, without that acidic burn. Uh, the folks at Bradley Brew Project did a beer which I bought for my wife a couple of weeks ago, and I ended up trying a can. Skinny 12-ounce can called Pinky. It's a rosé-style ale. It's brewed with hibiscus and grape must. This was a light, refreshing, floral type of beer. It was very good. It was tasty. Uh, a change of pace from a lot of the other stuff that I drink, and I like to change it up every once in a while. One beer that was okay for me, uh, the Trailblazer North England, uh, New England uh, IPA by Connecticut Valley Brewing. It's, a, it's an okay IPA, nothing crazy about it. Don't know if I would go back to it again. Uh, I know a lot of people that were at Paragon were trying it and really enjoyed it. Um, for me, it was okay. You know, there's, there's a lot of other selections out there. Again, with, with so many different breweries that are out there, and me being an IPA guy, sometimes, you know, there are things that I'll go back to again and again because I like it, but I do like to try new things. And if you're not going to wow me on that first couple of sips... I'm probably not going back to that beer again. I will probably try something else. And whether I shifted from an IPA to a stout or whatever uh, remains to be seen. But uh, that's one of those. Apparently, um, uh, over at Paragon, they were getting a lot of people buying it and doing it, it was doing well. For me, just, you know, a middle-of-the-road type of beer. One beer uh, and brewery that I really enjoy a lot is Hoof-Hearted Brewing. Their Rollerblade. I bought this stri- strictly for the can. Didn't know anything about it. Wasn't sure. It was a double IPA. Um, but uh, honest to God, this is a great beer. Uh, nice double, good hop bite, tasty, great tropical flavor. Really enjoyed this a lot. Uh, the Roller Blade is an excellent beer from Hoofhearted Brewing. Uh, Twin Elephant did a, um, a collab with, um, oh my God, the musical group escapes me right now. True Believer uh, is the name of the beer, and this is just a fantastic brew. Uh, it's, it's got great flavors. It's got um, you know a nice dank look to it. Just a really, really uh, good beer. And, in fact, the beer uh, was collabed with uh, Bouncing Souls uh, out of New Jersey. Uh, they did the uh, collaboration with these guys. Citric Mosaic and Cascade uh, Cryo Hops, 7.1% um, ABV. Just a delicious, delicious beer. Twin Elephant, as usual, knocking it out of the park there uh, with, their, with their selection of beers. Uh, had a raspberry dry hopped sour by Collective Arts Brewing, Canadian Brewery. They do a really nice job with a lot of their beers. I love their can art. This was nice, dry, and tart. Got this from my wife. She enjoyed it. Great raspberry flavor. Uh, just a really, really nice sour. And love to have a sour as a change of pace uh, type of beer when you're drinking. Especially we were in a we were in a backyard for a party. You don't want to drink too many IPAs on a hot day. You want to kind of switch it up a little bit. Of course, properly hydrate yourself with some water in between. Uh, had a, a brew cat. Uh, citric Acid Trip by Icarus. Uh, this is a really dank, hazy type of beer, but on the lighter side of the ABV. I think it was like, uh, I want to say it was like 5%, somewhere around there, 5%. As we continue on here with the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, our Suds and Duds segment on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, one of the beers that Paragon has in cans, Paragon Tap and Table, of course, located in Clark, New Jersey, right off of the uh, Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in the Target Shopping Center. Uh, Aurora Bull Realis uh, by Bolero. Uh, great hop to this, delicious, smooth, excellent beer. Was very happy that they had it and glad I had it in the can. Um, Stone uh, and a number of different uh, Southern California brewers out, out of San Diego 
uh, Stone, Ale Smith, Modern Times, Mother Earth, Pizza Port, Port Brewing, uh, and Thorne did uh, did the um, United Double IPA, which supports the San Diego Brewers Guild. This is a really good West Coast IPA with a great bite. You can only get it in Southern California. I want to thank Lizzie from uh, Stone Brewing for sending me a can. It is delicious. It's great, and it supports a great cause for the folks at the San Diego Brewers Guild. Obviously, they are helping people that are out of work right now, and uh, very important that you can uh, that you can support these guys who are out of work right now. So, uh, great job out of all these breweries in Southern California to help those folks out. We go back to Twin Elephant. Uh, when Forever comes crashing, I wish I could have bought more than two bottles of this beer. I would have bought four bottles of this beer. It's that good. Sour, acidic. There's some sweetness to it. It's delicious. My wife and I enjoyed a bottle last week. Um, definitely going to enjoy that bottle, uh, the other bottle that we have uh, at some point. But it is just a delicious sour. Loved it so much. Um, and again, uh, the guys from Twin Elephant do such a great job that after I bought that one, the next night they dropped another beer uh, late at night, around 9, 10 o'clock at night. When I woke up at, at 3 in the morning, I saw it. Uh, Slow Flow's Remarkable. Uh, an American double IPA at 8.4% ABV with Strata and Equinot Cryo Hops. Uh, this is another fantastic beer. Juicy, delicious amount of bite, great haze to it. Excellent. The good folks from uh, Source Brewing, they did uh, eight different beers they released this past week, all sold out. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. El Jefe was the beer they put out last week, their Hefeweizen, uh, excuse me, the week before. Excellent Hefeweizen. All the right flavors on a hot day. Banana and clover, spot on, great beer, low ABV, perfect on a hot day. Kudos to the guys from Source. And then, of course, they did West Coast Troll, which is a great West Coast-style IPA. Uh, They want to stamp out bullying. This is a great, great uh, beer in support for the guys at Sawstone Brewing in Kentucky. Uh, Soft bite to this uh, West Coast IPA, which I enjoyed uh, a heck of a lot. And this week, Stone did this past week, Stone, excuse me, Source did this past week, six different beers. Help Slip Hazy, uh, a Grateful Dead style, and their music-style beers. They did four different barrel-aged beers, a Belgian, uh, a couple of uh, uh, bourbon stouts um, to, uh, to go with uh, their one-year anniversary. And by the way, congratulations to Source on their one-year anniversary. And then they did, in the single silo series, their Ultra Vic Secret. All of those beers sold out uh, rapidly and can't wait to go pick the, You know, I picked them up. We're going to try them over the weekend. We will review them next week. At least I'm hoping to get to one of the barrel-aged beers. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a crazy week. It has been a crazy week for me. And I thank everybody for listening to the show. I thank uh, everybody for listening to the show last week when we were out at Source. We're going to get those guys back on again uh, very soon when they brew the beer. Uh, the winner, um, Orso Ales, is uh, Kettle Sour. We'll get him uh, back on the air. We'll talk about that hopefully in... Uh, Probably late September that'll be happening. Uh, my thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Becky Ryman, the owner of Wall and Pack Brewing, located in Hawley, Pennsylvania. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.